And he added, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be made one with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. It follows that they are no longer two individuals, they are one flesh. What God has joined together, man must not separate. In those days, remember that divorce was very common among the Jews. There were two schools of thought, the Hillel school, and I've forgotten the name of the other. But it was commonly taught by the rabbis to have a bad wife is like having leprosy. You try to get rid of leprosy, so get rid of your wife. So they know this teaching and they know the practice and they say to our Lord, isn't it lawful for a man to get rid of his wife? Our Lord takes them back to the beginning. No, they are two in one flesh. In any case, there are only two words in the vocabulary of love, you and always. You because love is unique and always because love is enduring. But now listen to what happens. They objected. Why then did Moses lay down a law that a man might divorce his wife by a note of dismissal? Now this was not honest. They were saying that Moses had given a law that there could be a divorce. Our Lord corrects the Pharisees and said, no, he did not give a law. He gave her permission, and then our Lord gives the reason for it. As he puts it here in the Gospel of Matthew, it was because your minds were closed that Moses gave you permission to divorce your wives, but it was not like that when it all began. I tell you, if a man divorces his wife for any cause other than unchastity and marries another, he commits adultery. Now the disciples get into the act. And it's rather surprising what they have to say. If that's the position between a husband and wife, it's better for a man not to marry. So they must have been an unhappy lot. And in the meditation of the Holy Hour tomorrow, I will tell you how Peter got on with his mother-in-law. But they must all have had trouble, not only with mother-in-laws, but with their wives. So they say, in other words, you tell us that we've got to stay with one woman all our lives? Why get married? Believe me, there are a few verses in the New Testament that throw more of a light upon the disciples than this particular verse. Can you imagine, for example, get together 12 married men and they say, well, if you're going to say we've got to stay with this woman, we never would have married her. Now, the Pharisees are here all the while. So the Pharisees, as scripture scholars say, had introduced a new idea because they had given up things. In this same discussion, you see, the apostles said, well, we gave up everything. What are we going to get out of it? So there is implied, scriptural scholars here say, a kind of a dig. The Pharisees are implying that the apostles are going to give up their wives and their eunuchs. And so the discussion takes this turn. When the disciples said, it is better not to marry, our Lord replied, that is something which not everyone can accept. 
not everyone, but only those for whom God has appointed it. For while some are eunuchs because they were born so, or were made so by men, there are other eunuchs who have consecrated, who have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let those accept it who can. There are three kinds of eunuchs, natural eunuchs, artificial eunuchs, and eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of God. And our Lord here says it is a gift.